Hey, this is Zach Catanzaro. And I'm Walker Lukens. We're the hosts of Song Confessional, the only podcast where today's top songwriters turn your anonymous stories into original songs. This week, we've got a salacious tale of train platforms and anonymous hookups. Austin songstress Buffalo Hunt transforms the confession into a cinematic indie pop gem, exploring the dark pleasures of our bad decisions. Listen to Song Confessional at KUTX.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hey, I'm Miles Bloxon. And I'm Elizabeth McQueen, and you're listening to Pause Play, the podcast about live music, why it matters, and what comes next. We started working on our fifth season, which is going to come out early next year. And in the meantime, we have a bonus episode brought to you by Brazilian journalist and podcaster, Philippe Speck. Philippe co-founded and runs an online news site called Matinal. He also co-hosts a podcast about Greek mythology called Noitas Gregas that translates to Greek nights. And he came here as part of a journalist exchange program that's put together by the International Center for Journalists in Washington, D.C. They select a fellow from their Emerging Media Leaders program, and KUT was the lucky newsroom to host Philippe. He proposed this idea to us. He wanted to cover Austin music, and we met with him to discuss it further. And his passion for Austin and music, it was pretty undeniable. So here's Philippe Speck and his take on the Austin music scene. Why do you think Austin is the capital of the live music? Um, well, I think Austin is like an incubator. You can drop any band here and um, if they can make it through how much live music and how much good music is here, then they can make it anywhere. And do you think that this is part of the identity of the city? 100%. It's the total identity of the city. I don't know how it started, honestly, but I'm glad it's here. Austin, good evening. This was a conversation I had with a woman who was selling tickets to Sylvan's Esso's show at Stubbs Barbecue. It was early on a rainy night under this tremendous heat that scorched Austin last summer. Not that welcoming, I should say. And this identity question stuck with me. I told Elizabeth and Miles about this mood I felt in Austin and how unique it seemed to me. And that's when they made me this proposal. Why don't you tell us about the music experience you're having here? What do you see and feel around here? Let's make it a bonus episode from Pause Play. So here I am. My name is Philip Speck. I'm a Brazilian journalist, maybe you can tell by the accent, and I will try to explain from a very particular perspective what gives Austin this special atmosphere for us, the outsiders. What seduces people, what impresses them, and what is actually weird. Disclaimer, I will talk from a foreign perspective, from the perspective of someone who's only here for a month. They were very intense for weeks, I confess. But nonetheless, this is still just my point of view. 
and since we are talking about identity, uh, you were going to listen to the point of view of a white man from Brazilian middle class who has had the privilege to come here on a full ride fellowship. Well, besides being a journalist, I'm also an amateur musician, and this is my starting point. During this period in Austin, I've had this amazing music experience, and the city really, really transformed me. Austin is this growth machine with housing challenges, gentrification, worsening traffic, and underpaid musicians. A city that has been trying to keep its identity. I know it, I saw it, and anyone can feel it. But I will try to look to other things, right? So, I invite you to take a journey with me. Let's dive into how this transforming and pulsating city can change an outsider forever. Well, there's different scenes, right? So there's a this is a big musical city, and so there is a blues scene, and it's kind of cliquish. There's a huge singer-songwriter scene, lots of places. There are house concerts, you know. There's um, coffee houses, there are bars, there are concerts. This is John Burnett, a journalist based uh, here in Austin for 50 years. We met at a coffee shop close to Colorado River. Great view, by the way. And I was looking for some good reference to start my journey. Good local musicians, nice gigs, you know, things people probably would do. And at the same time, I wanted to know what's happening regarding the city's growth. So even the new people who come to town know that like one of the things you do in Austin, in addition to getting a tattoo and a small dog and a stand-up paddleboard, you go out to hear live music. And so I'm, I'm and, and you go out and eat fancy food too, and breakfast tacos. So it's like it's a thing. Like music is a thing that we do. It's a hobby. So I think that's persisted, even though Austin is having lots and lots of growing pains. It still is a live music mecca. Well, it's clear. There was a huge transformation after the pandemic. The local musicians are struggling and underpaid. John reinforced that. But if you talk about the music offer, he said that the options are growing. As a listener, it's as good as it's ever been. Uh, there's still a tremendous variety of really highly skilled, soulful musicians playing all over town. So if you say that uh, some things of the identity of the city is changing, uh, you cannot say about the music. The music, you think that's something that I keep working here as part of the identity of the city. Yeah. You know, I had this hypothesis that this growing pains that John mentioned could weaken or homogenize Austin's music industry. But no. So at that point, I started to understand the flow of Austin. You are going to find music anywhere. And actually, there was a band arranging the instruments to play right there on the coffee bar. 
or someone will invite you for some live music concert. And well, this is what happened actually. He ended up inviting me to his gig that night. We're playing some tonight. We have a gig actually. I'll invite you. Please come. It's a, yeah, we're having a gig. It was amazing. Well, my second stop was to find Brazilian music. It's a way to be welcomed, right? So I got to know Juliana Oliveira. She's a professional jazz pianist who has lived here for seven years. I asked her if she was well received when she got here. Yeah, yeah, I was very well received here. That was one of the reasons that made me want to stay here. I always felt very appreciated for what I bring to the table. Like this, my own history with Brazilian music and the things that I carry that aren't necessarily what other people here have as their background. Music is her job. So she was one of those who felt firsthand the increasing cost of living and the underpayment for musicians. A lot has changed around here. Definitely an increase in cost of living, cost of housing. That has been, in my life, the thing that, in practical terms, changed the most. <laughs> she explained to me that, at least for the jazz scene, the way to deal with this was moving to these new private events. They were paying much better. Uh, I have more private event gigs now nowadays, corporate events, gigs, wedding gigs, more so than bar gigs. Do you feel that you're selling yourself to them? <laughs> uh, yeah, it can feel like that. Ideally, we try to strive for a balance in having that to pay your bills. Uh, Balance. Seems like the musicians were forced to live in these two worlds Austin has today. The genuine place of Austin and the places where uh, the money comes fast, let's put it this way. This new fast grow in Austin. Sounds that it breaks the mood, right? It breaks the spirit somehow. So when Juliana said she's trying to strive for balance, I thought, it's not one versus another. It's not the old versus the new one. People living here are having this internal battle. And it's not easy, I see. People used to give up sometimes, or just assume that it's hard to win and just make a symbolic resistance. But that's not what I saw here. There is a thing, the thing behind the motto, keep Austin weird. A thing related to a contradiction that results in something essential to Austin. Something that is continuously shaping Austin's identity. A thing that I sense in the air, but I couldn't put my fingers on. Austin's identity can't be taken completely out of the context of the Texan identity because Texan identity is extremely strong. 
This is Joshua Long, a specialist on the housing question, who wrote an interesting book about Austin's identity. The title is Weird City, Sense of Place and Creative Resistance in Austin. It was written 13 years ago, when the social impact of the city's growth was starting to be discussed. It's not new that the music over here has witnessed and somehow responded to the Austin and Texas development as a whole. Actually, music is at the core of the sense of place, they feel. Uh, the, the Texan sense of place, for, for better or worse, by the way, <laughs> is um, it's a, sort of over the top in some cases. And Austin does this neat trick of appropriating certain parts of Texas culture and symbology and music and then rejecting many other aspects of the Texan identity. So this is it, appropriating the new and rejecting what has been considered a burden. It's an ongoing dialogue. It's not an easy dialogue. It's the inside battle that everyone faces when they are trying to find this so-called sense of place. I brought the conversation to Jason Millard, a specialist in progressive country, the style that represents somehow this merge between Texas and Austin's personality. We discussed the outcome of this negotiation between Austin's demands and Texas' identity throughout the history. So I asked Jason about the future then. This is what he said. So I don't know that I would say I'm optimistic, but I would say that I believe in the possibilities of the future, right? That we have the tools to meet these challenges. For Jason, challenges demand bridges, and bridges that Austin knows how to build. If we can build the bridges between the old and the new, if we can think about these challenges holistically, that to create a vibrant artistic scene, to create a vibrant entrepreneurial scene is to feed the people who are coming into this moment today, who are coming into the city today to create this new thing, who are driven by the reputation of Austin, that even though it seems like those opportunities are being foreclosed, there are these paths forward. Let me go to a practical example of challenge that the city is facing now. The housing problem, everyone talks about it. So I talked to Audrey McGlinchey, a reporter from KUT, who covers the housing issue, and she believes there is room for a lot of improvement. Um, I think so. I think elected officials have really grasped and understand the problem. And I feel like there's more momentum and a sense of urgency in the city to solve the problem. And Audrey used the word that I hadn't heard until then. A new adjective for Austin. I think it's definitely become a more like metropolitan city. Well, becoming a metropolitan city is not that cool. It's like you were open to being more cosmopolitan, but to fit all the new stuff, you killed some remarkable places, like the bars and restaurants here in Austin, that used to be part of the soul of the city. 
and it was only a short time ago. Juliana, who's been living here for only a few years, told me about what she's missing. I feel like I miss... It's not completely lost, this. I miss a little bit of how every place was very casual and just very inviting. I never felt that I couldn't be there. That place was too fancy, too bougie. <laughs> and I feel like more places are becoming like that where you walk in and you're like, oh, okay. So I miss that part of Austin. It's hard for me to feel this. I can't miss what I haven't ever had. But now it's clear what kind of thing Austin wants to keep. Everybody's looking to this direction and asking me to do the same, right? So until now you followed my intent to connect theoretical discussion to practical facts. But behind all this, what I'm trying to understand is why I feel Austin is like home for me and also for those who are coming to stay in Austin. And in my last week in the city, I have this eureka moment. You will hear T. Double, a 50-year-old born here in Austin, one of the most vibrant people I have ever talked to. So one thing I've always spoken about to locals, to people who move here, to the city, to all the type of people like, when you move to Austin, you're becoming a partner, a partner of the city. You know, you're not as much visiting, you're, you know, you become a part of that fabric. So yes, bring your own thread that is you into that quilt, but also understand what the quilt is and what the big picture of that quilt is is why everybody wants to be a part of it. So in this negotiation process, you have to become a partner respecting the differences. And he's enlightening the fact that Austin is not a machine, but actually a fabric, a fabric of ideas, a city of ideas. And we should work to keep Austin like this. You know, listening to T-Double with all this energy, I thought, if Austin were a person, I would like to be that person. A kind of person that I'm always striving to be, despite all the tensions. Helping to build a place like this, where you have these transformative experiences that, little by little, create the sense of place you have heard before. Experiences that, without a doubt, the capital of live music can give you a lot. This is Joshua again. Oh, absolutely. So there's something about live music in particular and live music in unique and smaller venues that increases your connection to the music scene, to the musician themselves, to the fan base. Uh, right. You know, we've we've actually become so dependent on things like Spotify and Pandora and things. And, and we listen to kind of our, our own music and we become increasingly siloed in that sense. But in a in a in a city that embraces a live music scene, and especially one with many smaller venues and unique venues, you have these personal experiences with the audience, with the musicians themselves, um, with people who are actually engaged in the music industry but aren't necessarily musicians. Because of this flow of the city, 
that takes you by the hand to listen to music anywhere, I had this experience plenty of times. Being in the same place with so many different people and sharing experiences day after day totally improves our ability to dialogue. By living these experiences together somehow makes the others become part of this experience. And it doesn't matter how different the other person is, you both lived together in an unforgettable moment, side by side and in the tolerance side. End of the journey. Well, I'm not in Austin anymore. I will certainly miss the time I spent here. I think I never met so many people in a short period of time. Each person I met gave me a unique perspective. And all these perspectives are tied with this experience that live music gives you. The sense of being an Austinite, I should say, is accessible to everyone that is open to the new, to the exchange, to the dialogue, to the absolute commitment to a community. Just because Austin is one of the few places in the world where the path of discovery never ends. And whenever you remember Austin, you always have this thing in mind, you know, playing like a song. We have so many more songs for you. And that was Brazilian journalist Philippe Speck. What'd you think, Miles? Oh, man, I really enjoyed his love and passion for Austin and our music scene. I felt like he covered a lot in such a short period of time, and it's taken us like seasons <laughs> to do the same, right? He talks about Austin's identity, affordability, how it's changed, just not over like a long period of time, but just over the last couple of years. And of course, I loved his conversation that he had with T-Double about becoming a partner of the city of Austin and becoming a part of the fabric. But you also have to know what the fabric is made of. I thought that was so beautifully said. Yeah, it really was. And what I really enjoyed was like he covered all this ground and he was able to identify something that I think that we've talked about, but we've never like explicitly said where it, there's this tension between what Austin was and what it's become. And when you live here, you're constantly negotiating that tension. I thought he laid that out really well. And actually, that's a lot of what our next season is going to be about. So thank you, Philippe. Thank you so much, Philippe. You can find him on Instagram. He's at Philippe Speck. And we'll put the links to Matinal and Noites Gregas in the show notes page for this episode as well. And don't forget, our next season comes out early next year. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Instagram. Our handle is at pausplaypod. Pause Play is a production of KUT and KUTX Studios. It is reported, produced, and hosted by me, Miles Bloxon. And me, Elizabeth McQueen. Our executive producer is Matt Riley. 
Jack Anderson, Jake Perlman, and Matt Largie helped with editing and audio production. Stephanie Federico is our digital editor, and Michael Manassi is our multimedia editor. Special thanks to Todd Callahan and Peter Babb for their technical support and guidance. Graphics are provided by David Freed. Original music for this episode was created by the talented Jerron Marshall. Zara Krim provided additional production help. We're tracing the decisions that gave us the housing situation we have in Austin today. In Growth Machine, how Austin engineered its housing market. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.